Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, record geeks, retired plate spinners, and millennials who want to impress their parents with their record collections. Welcome to the RhinoCast podcast, brought to you by Rhino Records. Get ready for new releases, deep tracks, and conversations with your favorite artists and bands. And balloons for the kiddies. And now, your hosts with the most, Rich Mahan and Dennis the Menace. On this episode of the Rhino Podcast, Rhino's own John Hughes talks with Marion Gold and Bernard Lloyd of Alphaville about the 35th anniversary of Forever Young. Hey, Rich. Hey, Dennis. Are you ready for some synth pop? You know, I'm ready for anything. I'm good to go. I and John Hughes, our executive producer, to say that we are new wave era geeks and 80s geeks would be, well, I don't want to speak for John, but for me, it would be the understatement of at least the week. And (laughs) well, we are coming upon an amazing anniversary and the first remaster of an iconic record by the German synth-pop band Alphaville. That's right. It's the 35th anniversary of their landmark release, Forever Young. And Rhino is giving it the super deluxe treatment. It is coming out as a three-CD, DVD, and LP super deluxe limited edition set. Marion, Bernard, and Frank had amazing chart success with Forever Young, Big in Japan, Sounds Like a Melody, And these are all featured on this super deluxe release. And John Hughes, executive producer of the Rhino podcast, had the pleasure of having the band Alphaville in the studio with him. And then it's me geeking out with John about Alphaville. I think it'll be informative for those folks that aren't familiar with Alphaville. And I think the people that love Alphaville are going to hear something about the release they love so much that they didn't know before. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is that people who aren't familiar with the band, they don't know it, but they are, particularly Big in Japan and Forever Young. These are tracks that have never left our lives. They're they're on soundtracks. They're everywhere. We should definitely get right into the conversation between John Hughes and Alphaville here on the Rhino Podcast.
Thank you, Dennis and Rich. And I am sitting here with Alphaville's Marion Gold and Bernhard Lloyd. And we're going to talk a little bit about the new deluxe edition of Forever Young. It's a beautiful package. I don't know if you've seen this yet. It's 12 by 12 hardback book with tons of photos and brand new essays and interviews with the band. And you've got the vinyl on 180 gram. You've got the bonus DVD. I mean, it's just jam-packed with stuff. And I want to thank you guys for being here today. So we're talking about Forever Young and you can't talk about this album without talking about the title track. So what was the genesis of these songs on the album? And where did the idea come from? Was it just a jam session or did this come fully formed? Um, Forever Young was actually the first song that we wrote together. And uh, the former third member of the band, Frank and me, we started to um, do some music and uh, then I called Marion on the phone and because we needed a singer. Uh, I called Marion and asked him if he would have time for a weekend and then uh, he came over and um, um, we played him the music and uh, he asked for a pencil and um, a piece of paper and then he wrote something down and I didn't realize what he was uh, writing there and then he said, well, yeah, let's let's run the music and then he started to sing let's dance in style let's dance for a while and um, i thought at that moment yeah something really special is happening here i wasn't very sure about it actually when i when it came to the to the chorus line you know for a very it sounded a bit bland to me you know a bit trivial and i asked Bernard, ah, maybe later on you know i do a different kind of chorus and he said oh no 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 keep it like this <laughs> so he saved my ass <laughs> So during the writing process, and you guys are going through this, were you kind of self-editing at the time, or did these songs just come out complete? Well, there was some editing, you know. It just, we, the, the thing was that we, we didn't have very much equipment at the time because we couldn't afford it. And um, So, for instance, uh, uh, because we had no reverberation system, you know, I went into the... Uh, into the the staircase of the house, you know, and sang it there, you know, because there was some, some reverberation. And... Um, so yeah, we did uh, we did a, a few kind of overdubs. You know, we weren't very good, you know, on, on our instrument at the same time. You know, so uh, it was all overdubbed. And you know, it was basically the two guys recorded and programmed sequences and drum machine and stuff like that. And then we did a few overdubs, you know, with and that was that. And but it was done in a quite short amount of time. Big in Japan was the choice for the first single. Was that your guys' idea or was it the record company's? Um, it was, in the end, the choice of the record company or our publisher, but we agreed to that. Mm-hmm. But I must, I must say that there was, a really, I think, a really important decision which had been done by Andy Buddha, uh, our, our, our publisher, and and he, he he did a lot of a, a really good decision at that time um because he thought that uh, it would be better everybody was you know like releasing forever young as the first single and he was the only only guy saying no no big in japan must be the first single you know so there were like a competition between two companies record companies you know and he was he was then recommended go to that correct company who was going to release big in japan as the first single so that's why we ended up with Warners, <laughs> and um, and and that was a as a, it was a totally right decision, you know, to do that, you know, coming up with the 
mid up tempo number first you know, before before you're coming up with this more ballad kind of Unfortunately, Big in Japan wasn't that big hit in the U.S. versus other territories when it originally came out. Did that shock you guys back then? Did you expect more from it in the U.S.? I, I didn't. I mean, it didn't surprise me very much because, I mean, if you want to do something in America, you have to come over and play. Well, playing was our problem, not only in America. <laughs> so because we, I mean, we basically are studio-based unit, and, uh, I mean, we were fans when we started. We were fans of music, and... And we were fans for certain uh, artists like Bowie and Roxy Music, whatever. And and we we just, I mean, we just recreated. We were because of the technology that came up at that time. You know, we were able to to create uh, to realize our dreams. You know, the, the the crazy ideas we had in our minds. You know, nobody could really play a guitar, drum, or whatever. You know, but we were depending on on machines and on on sequences stuff. You know, that we could program, and that's what we did. So here we are, 30 years on. Are you surprised that the song Forever Young still has this life? I, I'm for sure a little bit surprised about this amount of success and that it's still um, doing so so good. Um, but if you think about it and get the idea of the song, it, uh, it's in a way, yeah, explains itself, you know, and... Uh, uh, there are a few things about the whole production that makes it uh, uh, true and evergreen because it has no, uh, it doesn't sound uh, like a, a certain time. You know, it, it, it sounds uh, timeless in a way, and uh, that uh, it's probably the reason for that. Plus the title. So when you're doing this super deluxe edition of the album what was it like to go back to these original tapes and create this remaster for me it really felt like going through old movies because i mean when you when you're going through these uh, tapes uh, all the pictures from the past come up and all the stories all these anecdotes uh, what what happened then and uh, listening to certain tracks like, well, oh yeah, that was that one. Oh, oh ah, and all this comes to your mind when uh, listening to Marion's voice. And I always got these pictures from 1984 when we did this uh, uh, the production. That was absolutely great to do that. So I think everyone's super excited to see that Alphaville is still going strong in some form after 30 years plus. So what are the plans for 2019? Well, I mean, we um, we released, a, we, ju we just, well, not just, but a year ago, we released a, a, another album called Strange Attractor. And um, every three or four or five years, we released a new album. We were very slow workers. And... Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment we're in the studio doing doing um, another album uh, with the working title of Thunder Baby, <laughs> and, um, and we yeah we're touring quite a lot and um, uh, that we're doing the usual thing. We're working on a kind of biographic uh, theater play, you know. But 
well, as I as I look at it at the moment, it, it will be much much funnier than it sounds like. <laughs> so um, yeah, we have the, we have lots of pro- lots of projects going at the moment. So let's play a what if game here. If Alphaville was only known simply for the song "Forever Young," would that make you guys happy? For me, you know, I mean, I met Bernard and. Uh, he presented me the music for this song, you know, it, it was just a, a big present for me, you know, that I, I had the opportunity to to add something to this. And uh, I mean, it would be perfectly for me, you know, it would be good, you know, like that. And I don't have a problem. I mean, sometimes people asking us, oh, you always have to play Forever I'm Big Egyptian songs like Melody of Jet Set or all these older songs. and. Um, and I think it's a privilege to have uh, like a couple of uh, world hits in your in your luggage, you know, when you're traveling and playing. So no, I wouldn't have the slightest, slightest problem with that. It, it is a privilege, the, as Marion says. But um, from my own perception, it's like it's not only Forever Young. It's just for Forever Young that sticks out. And but um, um, no, in the end, I wouldn't have a problem when it. When it would have been like that. You know, the, for 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 us, you know, the, the great thing was just, I mean, we, when we started, we were really dreaming, like getting into the, well, they they call it a business, you know. But for us, is a business sounds very much like work, you know. I mean, there are two things for me as a musician, you know, what, uh, two reasons how I became a musician was first, I'm not working anymore. Secondly, I'm I'm growing older, but I don't have to be grown up. You know these two things, and uh, and you know this is fantastic. I mean this is fantastic, and it worked out for us. You know so far. You know I'm uh, I became uh, 64 this uh, this month, and uh, so I'm in the in this business since uh, more than 30 years, and it's just uh, just an amazing experience. You know, and I'm very very happy about that. So um, this is the most important thing. You know that we can carry on doing our music and having great songs. Huh? Well, I think that's a good place to uh, stop as any. So I want to thank both Marion and Bernard for being here on the Rhino podcast. And we're really looking forward to digging in deep and taking a dive into this deluxe edition of Forever Young. Now let's drop in on Dennis and John as they dive even deeper into the 35th anniversary super deluxe edition of Alphaville's Forever Young. We couldn't let John Hughes go yet because we need to dig a little deeper into this new super deluxe edition of Alphaville's Forever Young. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Dennis. It's good to be here. We're here in the Rhino HQ. Yeah. Good place to be. I like it. I do, too. Comfy sofa. (laughs) So I've always been meaning to ask you, and this is kind of a global question, when did your passion for new wave and 
80s overall start. Oh, my God. So, you know, it's just, I don't know what it was. I think I grew up definitely a pop kid, less than a rock kid, which was very strange for someone from Cleveland, Ohio. Instead of joining with my classmates into digging Boston, Kansas, and other bands named after geographic areas, <laughs> I was really into things like the Human League and OMD and stuff like that. And I was definitely a black sheep in Ohio. That's for sure. And, you know, I've my tastes have always expanded and grown since then, but I just just have a, I think you always have a soft spot for what you grew up with. Of course, you and I are both 21. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit to being 29. Yeah, me too. But 35 years for Alphaville. And as we heard, Forever Young remastered for the first time with additional bonus material. What makes this band iconic to you? I think it's one of those tracks. I always use it as an example. It's one of those tracks like Modern English, I Melt With You. Wasn't huge when it came out, wasn't a top 40 hit, didn't kind of cross over to the mainstream back then, at least in the U.S. it didn't. Different story overseas for sure. But in the years since, it's just one of those songs that just would not let go of the public consciousness. And and so now, you know, Forever Young's played at proms. I would have killed in 1986 for it to be played at my prom. But, you know, here I am, the only guy in the uh, school with that album. So... I think it's just, it's a message that just resonates across generations. So let's dig in a bit. We're going to get back to Forever Young, the track itself. But let's start with a couple of the deeper tracks. I'm in. For example, Sounds Like a Melody. Again, probably a bigger hit. Another single. Overseas than Forever Young, which is really strange. The video is a blast. Go on YouTube and look for the video. There's a chroma key to ice skaters. That's all I'll say. Great song. What's really cool is the fans brought Marion and Alphaville to the U.S. to play the whiskey last year. They actually did kind of like a Kickstarter crowdfunding thing, and they actually brought him out here to play it, and that was one of the songs. They played two nights, and they played Sounds Like a Melody, and it probably got one of the biggest ovations from the crowd. What's another track that people probably would just skip over in in a singles world Uh, today? Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel is probably the dark horse of that record. I love that song. And the vocal performance alone, it just makes it. It's great. So I love the words, it's not just deluxe, it's super deluxe. Super deluxe. So tell me a couple of things, you alluded to the book, but tell me a couple of things on this release, either sonically or physically, that are just going to make people go, wow. Well, the fact that it's remastered for the first time since 1985, that's a big deal because those early CD issues, you know, if you're an audiophile, you kind of prefer them, honestly, because they're flat, you can tweak it and do what you want, but... 
This was remastered with Bernard, like basically doing it himself. So you have the band really involved. You have this new sonically appealing palette that kind of exposes things you didn't hear in the background before. It it totally becomes a headphone record, which I don't know if you would say that before. I also think the fact that all the demos are on here is amazing. You get to hear these songs as they're kind of being built from the ground up. And you've got this great documentary that comes with it on the DVD and all the music videos. And and it's just one-stop shopping for this record. I think this is probably the definitive version So back to the demos. So we have an opportunity to play a track. What's one of the demos that people will be blown away in the form that it's in versus its final form? Oh, Forever Young. It's, it's, you know, you probably know that Forever Young had two versions. There was a dance version and then there was the more popular ballad version. So the demo is interesting. I won't spoil it for you, but the demo for Forever Young is great. on the Forever Young tip. It was released three different times and well rumor has it, actually it's more than a rumor that Laura Branigan was going to be recorded and that's why it was released another time. That wouldn't surprise me because she was on Atlantic in the US and Alphaville although they were signed in Germany to WIA, they were on Atlantic in the US. So that wouldn't surprise me. There's probably a lot of cross-pollination going on back then. Yeah, the other reason that they're bigger than we all think they are is soundtracks. Listen to me, Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. 30 Rock. Right. So they might be one of those bands that people don't know. But when they hear this for the first time, which so many people will probably come to these, you know, to these songs and this record for the first time. You play Forever Young for people and, you know, they immediately glom onto it and they know what it is. Surprisingly hard song to do at karaoke. Don't get fooled. <laughs> I'm not going to even try. And then there's Jay-Z and Kanye. I mean, enough said. I mean, that brought it to yet another new generation. So I think the closest thing to it probably is like Take On Me by AHA. It's one of those songs that just keeps getting rediscovered over and over again as new generations come up. Hey, may the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. But we ain't even thinking that far. You know what I mean? So we live in life like a video Where the sun is always out and you never get old And the champagne's always cold and the music's always good And the pretty girls just happen to stop by in the hood As a good close, because we started kind of, you know, at the top here Synth pop, that famous quote genre mm-hmm. Where does Alphaville fit or where does it not? I think they fit firmly in that realm. I think they embrace it. In fact, I know they embrace it. It's something that they're very proud of with their Germanic history, with the land of craft work being a direct influence on them. I think that they know what they are, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, I remember... You know, talking about synthpop in general, I remember how revolutionary it was to see the Human League go on stage with a reel-to-reel 
tape player, press play, and there's the drums. And you've got two guys playing keyboards as dispassionately as possible, (laughs) staring straight ahead, not engaging with the audience. And then you had this guy that looked like, you know, the next best thing to Diana Ross and two girls who kind of couldn't sing or dance. And it was like such a, a middle finger to rock and roll. And it was, it was punk. It was as punk as punk was. And so I've always embraced synth pop. I think it's really cool. Well, as usual, it's fun to geek out here on the Rhino <laughs> podcast on, on definitively iconic things. So to close, make sure people know what we're talking about here. It's Forever Young, the Super Deluxe Edition. It is out now on all platforms. But, you know, this is one I think you kind of have to get the physical to really appreciate the physical version of this. It's it's incredible. And if you're a casual fan, it's on streaming services. But if you really want to dig deep into this and kind of rediscover this record, the German team at Warner Music have done just a fantastic job on this. They did a great job. It's a great package. Dennis, did your conversation with John jog any Alphaville memories for you? Well, I have to be transparent. I remembered the band for one song. I remembered them for Big in Japan. That was my personal story. But when John and I got into it, it became just a whole discussion of the era and what made Alphaville so influential in synth pop land. It was populated by Human League and Thompson Twins and, and, and so many of these bands. But Alphaville, when this super deluxe edition is in people's hands, and particularly in their ears, they're going to have their own geek out, Rich. The Alphaville Forever Young 35th Anniversary Super Deluxe Edition is available now. It's in stores. You can stream it. You can pick it up at your favorite local record shop. The physical is a three-CD DVD LP set. It's got everything. You're really going to be able to dive into the nooks and crannies of this release. If you loved it when it came out, this is for you. Thanks very much for tuning in. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss the next Rhino podcast. Executive producer for Rhino Entertainment, John Hughes. Produced for Rhino Entertainment by Pop Cult and Rich Mahan Promotions. All rights reserved. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.